Let's just pretend that everything I've said thus far makes perfect sense. You're excited. You're on the fence. You're saying to yourself, I'm going to do it. There's a problem. Do you know how? Let's talk about it. Just like that, we are back at another Sunday. Wow. Seven days just went by. Seven days of your life are gone behind you to never return. Where are you at in all that? Is any of it going your way? Are you getting that stuff done that you love to do? I know. I know. That's not exactly what's going to happen in your life. I mean, obviously, I'm the crazy one. I, you can't wake up every day energized and excited about your life. I mean, come on, that's crazy. You got to work. You got to get your stuff. You got to get your money. And then, of course, not to throw anybody under the bus, but there's always the standby, which is, you know, I'm happy where I'm at. I love my life. My life is amazing. I wouldn't change a thing, which is the go-to for anyone who is either afraid of change or doesn't have any friggin' idea, not only why their life looks like it does, but how to change it. Where are you at on that? How many things you got cooking right now that are actually advancing some aspect of your life to the point that you're like, hell yeah, that's cool as hell. From where I'm sitting, the ideal scenario would be you'd be like, hold on a minute there, Mr. Chris. Hold on there, Mr. Your Best Life Defined Guy. I have a list. In fact, I have this app on my phone and I'm working on this and this and this and this. And in a year, my life is going to be better over here. And in a month, my life's going to be better over here. And even today on this Sunday, I've got some great stuff going on over there, all big in your britches talking about when it comes to living your best life, you definitely know how. If that's the case, man, keep rolling. In fact, shut this thing off and get on with your life because you don't need my help. If you're waking up and you've got at least, if you've got three things that you're cooking on that you're driving for, taking action on every day, you've got a great story around it, it comes from within yourself and you're moving in that direction, keep moving. But if you're not rocking it if your employment isn't getting better if your relationship isn't headed in a better direction if your life is not improving maybe it's time you stop kidding yourself about oh i'm happy i got it going on and maybe you just accept the fact that the reason you're not rocking your world you're not hitting those benchmarks and looking back and going hell yeah what next maybe it comes down to something a lot more simple than that question you need to ask yourself is when you think about those dreams do you honestly know how let's talk this is all about you so let me just let's just take a minute here and just pretend for a minute that you're open to most ideas right you're thinking well you know there's some things about my life that i would love to change if that's the case then I'm going to suggest that the first thing we do in order for us to get get your mind wrapped around what we're talking about here is go ahead and designate something in your life that you would like to change or some aspect of your life that you could improve or some experience you'd like to have. Just, just settle in for a minute and relax and think about what a part of your life you could improve. And you can do big dreams. You can do little dreams. It's That's pretty much up to you. All right, with that, with that idea in your head, in fact, if you want, you can grab a piece of paper and a pencil and you can write it down. But the point is you need to focus on one idea, one goal that you have that will actually improve your life or give you access to something that you just truly want to experience before you die. Here's where it gets questionable. Okay, now that you've got that image, what's the first step? What's the first step in achieving that goal? What do you have to do? 
Now, I'm going to throw out an example, and of course, you've heard of it before, but my example is when Sandy and I decided to sell the house and hit the road. And the reason that's a good example is because there are a lot of factors, there are a lot of fingers to that to that strategy. There are a lot of things that need to be done. And there were a lot of, there's also the propensity just to walk away from it. It's like, that's crazy. Who sells their house, moves into an RV, right? Let's just imagine for a second that that's what your dream is. Your dream is to travel around the country. Do you have the skill set to actually affect that type of change in your life? I'm uh, not not judging, and, and it's possible maybe you do, but let's go ahead and back the train up a little bit here, and let me ask you this. If you don't have the ability to improve the interaction between you and the person you love to the point that you have issues because you always have some something cooking, but you have a set of tools you have developed together that help you resolve those issues. No one has to cry. No one has to yell. No one has to get mad. Do you have the do you have the tools to create a cohesive team within your within your life? The people that you support and support you, your children, your your teenage children, your husband, your wife, whatever arrangement you have, do you have the ability to build a cohesive team where there isn't an issue of who's supposed to do what? There aren't any conversations about did you clean your room or hey honey, why didn't you empty the dishwasher? I, I came home and how come dinner isn't started, right? Before we go to the big ones, like moving to an RV, let's talk about why we're not able to affect change with those small dreams. Now, I can assure you, it isn't because you can't. It isn't because you don't have the stomach for struggle, because let's face it, you wake up every day and you face a struggle. So what could it be? that's keeping you from improving the smaller portions of your life, the smaller segments of your life to the point that you're like, oh, okay, I got my team in order. The crew is ready to go. We are unified. All right, let's go for the big dream. Unfortunately, the reality of this is that there's really a good chance you don't know how. And here's how we find the truth in this. If you've been in a relationship for, let's say, two, three years, five years, ten years, and your relationship isn't to the point where you don't argue anymore, it isn't because that isn't possible. It's because when it comes to building that type of a relationship where it's cohesive, it's a collaborative effort towards the the betterment of both of you, you both get to live your best life, right? It isn't because you don't want to have a great relationship. It's because you don't know how. Stick around. We're going to run over this thing again. We're going to run through this one more time. I'm going to see if I can't figure out how to help you do what you want to do in life. Hell, that's a deal. And guess what? I'm not even going to charge you. Now, the good news is once you apply this to anything in your life, once you apply it to the small dreams, those small goals that you have that will improve how you and your team interact and how you work and support each other, you can take this thing wherever you want it to go. And that's just, that is the truth of it. So let's just focus on that whole thing. I suggest, well, you don't know how to fix your relationship. Well, explain to me what condition your relationship is in. Take a minute and think about the last time you and your partner had a disagreement about something. The last time you sat down and you're like, ah, probably finances or maybe some inconsideration on somebody's part where someone's being a little indifferent or non-responsive to their partner. You know, you, you, you know what I'm talking about, but how many times have you been in that same situation and it just continues to repeat itself like a bad 
uh, version of Groundhog Day. The cycle is always the same. Let's face it, the cycle is always the same. You have something that goes on. We all have triggers. We all have shame buttons. And one of you pushes that button and all of a sudden the fireworks start. And then she says what she says and you say what you say and he says what he says and she says. I mean, it's just this cycle. And then in the end, nothing really gets resolved. In other words, you don't walk away from that exchange all energized and excited because you establish some rules that allow you to communicate in an effective manner without actually having to break each other's heart. What you do is at some point you just run out of gas and you realize you're not getting anywhere and someone says, I'm done. I'm done. I'm not talking about this anymore. And you go your separate ways and, and she cries or you cry or whatever happens within that. And then, then there's a point when you come back together and maybe have makeup sex. Maybe you don't. But at some point, you got to get the train back on the track. So you work together and you tiptoe around each other. And then eventually, eventually everything kind of calms down. And that, that, that ripple in the, in the fabric of, of the universe smooths back out and you're back on track. And then you're all lovey-dovey and you're doing your thing again. Here's the issue. As long as you don't repair the tracks, as long as you don't get in there and say, okay, why do we keep going off the tracks on this subject? As long as you are together, your train is going to continue to go off the tracks as a couple. You're going to continue to revisit that Groundhog Day moment when you're back there and you're staring at the ceiling wondering what the hell you're doing. You love her, but you can't stand her. And she's looking at you going, ugh, what did I do, Mr. Prince Charming? And let's just dig into the honesty of this. You, you don't, you're, not, you're not doing this because you enjoy it. You're not going through that cycle of battling with your partner because you enjoy it. You're battling with your partner because the truth is you don't know how to fix it. I got some ideas for Now, we're talking about relationships here, but understand this, this same concept applies to anything you would choose to do, anything in your life where you're like, you know what, I, this is what I think I want instead of this. It's all a measurement of better or worse. In other words, is the choice I'm making, is the thing that I'm doing right now making the relationship, making my life, making my financial future better or worse? The reason this is so important is because when we when we look at how to do things, better or worse is a good standard. It's a good generic standard you can apply to any aspect of your life. So if you bring that back around to your relationship, take a look at what you do every time you get in that battle, every time you have that disagreement about the things you continue to disagree about. Are the actions, are the things you're doing as a participant in that discussion making the situation better or worse? I used to tell the guys at work, you know what, I'm a great friend, but I'm even a better enemy. And I, of course, that, that standard held true in our relationship, too. So Sandy and I, we would get into these battles, and, and she would start pushing buttons. And you know what I would do? I'd react just in the opposite manner. In other words, what she gave me, I gave back tenfold, and that's just the way it was. That's how, that's how you win a fight. But I found out over time and over spending time with myself and thinking about what's going on, you know, the best way to win a fight is not to get into a fight, not let it get there. And whether it's some stranger on the street or it's your partner, in order for that to happen, you have to develop a new strategy that allows you to avoid the conflict. And that's what I'm talking about here when I say, do you know how? 
Do you know how to address the issue when for some reason she's irritated with you or he's irritated with you, he's off the top and you feel that it's that same Groundhog Day moment starting where you're getting ready to fight again, you can feel it coming, you're looking at them, you're reading their face. Do you have the ability to circumvent that, to, to derail that, to stop your train from going off the tracks? Because let's face it, prevention is a hell of a lot better than trying to find a cure. Better or worse? Would it be better for you to avoid derailing the train? Or would it be better for you to go ahead and let the train go off the tracks and then clean up the mess afterward? Better or worse? So what things can you do? What approach can you take, even if your partner's not on board, that will allow you to maintain control and more than that to diminish the impact those situations have on your life? It's a better or worse proposition. If your wife's upset, you have two choices. Well, what's the matter with you now? Or you can say, hey, honey, how can I help? Which do you think would make your life better? When they're pushing in on you, she's making comments about you drinking too much or she's criticizing you because you're fat or whatever whatever the trigger points are in your relationship, you have to come back to that question, better or worse. Is it better for me to get mad, stomp out of the house, go down to a local pub, have a few shots, come back and spend the night fighting? Or would it be okay for me just to say, hey, listen, honey, I got to tell you something. I'm not sure exactly what the purpose is, but I don't like you telling me that. It makes me feel bad. So I'm going to ask you to do me a favor. Can you can you stop telling me how fat I am? Can you start being a little nicer to me? And leave it at that. Have you? I mean, here's a question. Have you tried that? How do I make my life better or worse? Let's, let's switch the subject so you can understand just how global this thing works, right? You're at work. You go to work every day and you do the same things you do and you have the interactions. And of course, maybe let's just pretend for the sake of, because obviously that this can't be the case, but let's just pretend hypothetically that your job sucks. You're not going there because you love your job. You're not going there because it's your dream career. You're going there because it's what you have to do in order to pay the bills. How do you make that circumstance better or worse? Well, you make it worse when you're running around with a frown on your face, getting your nose in other people's business while you're not taking care of your own business. How do you make it better? Well, you focus on you. You say, all right, well, guess what? I'm here. And apparently from the mortgage, I'm going to be here for at least 30 years unless they fire me. So how can I make this circumstance better? Well, one way would be for you to embrace the fact that you're there. And if you don't like where you're at, you have to embrace the fact that you have the ability to change it. You don't have to stay where you are on the assembly line. Your boss over there walking by telling you, hey, listen, your quota's down. You need to move a little faster. I'm going to put you on a pip. You need you need some performance improvement there, buddy. You, and you don't certainly don't have to jump down his throat and threaten to quit and, and, and challenge him to fire you either. You know, there's a there's something you can do that'll make it better. Maybe maybe you focus on becoming a better employee. Maybe you just decide, all right, I'm here. I'm going to produce as much of this as I can. I'm going to get as good as this as I can. In fact, I'm going to be the best person on this machine. There is no one's going to be able to match my performance. And you're not doing it because you love your job. You're doing it because you love you. You're doing it because you dream of that moment when you can wake up every day and you're like, if, I, if you think I kicked ass yesterday at work, you wait. I'm going to blow it out of the water today. Is that unreasonable? Does that seem like it's something you can't do? That's pro- probably it is. Probably It probably is. I mean, but that's not because it's not there. It's not because you don't have the opportunity to make your life better. It's probably because 
You never sat down and figured out how. And of course, the shield that keeps us from having to move forward in our life is that, you know, you look around and everybody else is doing exactly the same thing you are. So it's easy for you to say, well, you know, there's nothing wrong with my life. And by comparison, there isn't. But if you take a look at the individual aspects of your life and you start thinking of all the things I could do throughout my life, is this really the pinnacle of my success? Is this really as good as it gets? And unfortunately, that's not the approach we take. We accept the life as it is and we say, well, we don't have any money. Okay, we'll just make do. But that's not necessary at all. But it comes down to acquiring these skills and taking the time to practice, evaluate why things aren't as great as they want to be in any area of your life, why you don't have access to things you see other people having access to. Because the reality is, you're not trapped where you are, and if you are sitting still, it's just because you haven't decided to move. And that's in part because you probably don't know how to get started. You don't know what the steps are to grab a hold of that thing you keep watching your friends do on social media, and you're like, man, they suck. How come they're living their life? How come they're in Hawaii? How come they don't have any money issues? How come they're driving a new car every year? I mean, whatever that dynamic looks like. How do you get that? How do you acquire that skill? Well, the first thing that you have to do is you have to start. In other words, you have to decide, hey, listen, this is now important to me. And amid all of the other things you do in life, this is something you're going to focus on every day. Bringing it back to that relationship. You want a great relationship? Get a dry erase marker, go in the bathroom and write great relationship. Underline it three times in big and red letters, right? Great relationship. And then when you get up in the morning and you brush your teeth, you can look at that and you know what your goal is for the day. It's to have a great relationship. And of course, what's the standard for elevating any aspect of your life? It's to go for the better. What can you do to make your relationship better? Well, one of the good things you can do or one of the main things you can do is listen. Your your partner probably doesn't have any problem, as you would say, bitching at you about, about not getting the dishes done. Oh, wow. Wait a minute. Huh? Wait, that's a hint. There's a hint there. Uh, so she's saying, uh, God dang, how come you never do the dishes? And there you are. You're like, oh, there's a, there's a hidden message in that, that I know I can figure it out. I know it will make my life better. What is it? What is that? Do the dishes. What is she going to have to be angry about? What is he going to have to be angry about when he shows up at home and you're you're like, he keeps coming home mad at me because the bills aren't paid and I'm home all day and, and the laundry, he's, he's irritated. I, I wonder if there's a clue, a hidden clue in there. As it turns out, some of this isn't about a lack of knowledge. You you know that the laundry needs to be done. You know that supper should get started. You know that it would be nice if you went and picked up the shopping instead of having it delivered because it would save you 40 bucks a month, right? You you know that, right? And yet it doesn't happen. What's the other side of this that you can actually use to your benefit to make that relationship you have now that is going okay or maybe not going so good or basically in the toilet? What thing can you do that will impact it the most with the least amount of effort? If you're ready to get started on that, if you're tired of battling over the same crap, I would suggest you stick around because this is what you need to know. The bottom line is this. When you have value, when you hold value 
for the things that you engage in, for the things that are in your life, the, the activities and the experiences you have, that's when you get good at what you're doing. And that's a prime example, right? You got the guy, you know him, he has these, he builds cars. That's what he does. And what's funny about this guy is his house is pimped out. His garage is the shiznit, right? It is everything a guy would need in order to take a full body, full frame restore of any vehicle. And of course, as a result, he pimps out these vehicles. He brings them, brings them out of the shop and you're like, wow, man, that's the nicest 57 Chevy I've ever seen, right? How does that happen? How do people achieve that level of success and performance in their life? It all comes down to value. Well, that same thing holds true for our relationships, for our life as a whole. You got that guy over there, his yard's pimped out, or he has a great relationship. Do you know why his relationship is so good? It's because he holds value for that relationship. If you're not engaged in your relationship from the standpoint of looking at your partner and saying, God, I can't imagine my life without you to the point that you will do anything for them. You kind of got to realign your thinking because I guarantee there is no one out there that's going to benefit you more than the relationship you're already in, right? So add some value to that relationship. And how does that work? The first thing you have to do is you have to set yourself aside. You are not important in that relationship. Sure. And it's not your job to make sure you're important in that relationship. It's Your job is to value your partner more than yourself. Why does that work so well? Because... Guess what? When you start caring for your partner enough that they don't have to ask you to do things for them, that you're just kind of showing up there and you take a look around and you realize the couch cover needs to be straightened out or the laundry needs to be started or the dishes need to be done, or maybe you should take some chicken out of the freezer so that tonight when you get home, you don't have to fight to thaw and you don't end up facing that temptation to go to Taco Bell for the third time this week. Bringing it back around to do you know how Do you know how to add value to your relationship? Set yourself aside. The one thing that you can say about relationships is that it's not a, it's not a me first proposition. If you're not, if you're not stepping up with the whole intent every day of helping your partner live a better life and they do the same for you, that's a really great place to start. And obviously if that's not happening, it's probably because you don't know how to get it started. It's probably because you don't know how. I mean, talking about Groundhog Day and having those battles with your partner or experiencing those same things at work and and you can't seem to make changes in it, we're going to go down the path to Groundhog Day one more time. Because regardless of what it is, whether you want to further your career, change the entire dynamic of what your life looks like, or just show up at home every day excited because your your partner, the person you share your life with, is, is as in love with you as you are with them. It all comes down to the same three steps. If you're ready to rock your world, if you're ready to wake up every day with a reason to be excited, a reason to be energized, and with the idea and the plan that, you know, those things that you struggle with today are about to disappear, I'm going to show you how to get it done. Do you know how? Do you know how to affect positive change in your life? Do you know how to eliminate those burdens that you have that just seem to intrude on the quality of your experience? And chances are you don't. And there's a good reason for that. You're not going to hear too many people telling you this. But the truth is you are three steps away from affecting positive change in any aspect of your life you choose. And of course, if you've tuned in before, you understand those three steps. 
You have to have a reason to move forward, and it should be a good reason. And sometimes it's not. Let's face it. Sometimes you show up at work not because you love your job, not because you just can't believe how great it is to do the things you do. Sometimes you show up at work because that is how you acquire the things that you value. And maintaining that value equation, that obligation value equation is critical to continuing to advance your life. Where we get into trouble is when we fall onto that pit where the you're not really getting much value from the struggles you face or the things you get for the struggles you face. And you're like, ugh. And all of a sudden, there is no source of energy. You're not feeling inspired. You're surviving. How do you change that? Well, it comes down to three steps. The first of the three steps is simply you got to pick something that you own, that you love, that you, that you want, that, you, that comes from within yourself. Examples of that would be, well, me, the podcast. I, I want to help the world. I do. I want to help you not work so hard at your life. And that's why I show up every day. I have this idea in my head that, that this is an important part of what God has put me on this earth for is to try and help other people experience the kind of life that I've, Sandy and I have managed to create for ourselves. And that is one where it's like, you know, yeah, we're struggling, but hell, man, this is still pretty cool, right? Pick it. You got to pick something that's connected to who you are, despite what the world is going on and despite what you have going on in your life. It can't come from the idea that you see an ad on TV about a big ass truck and the next thing you know, you're driving a truck and two months later, you're regretting the payments, the insurance, and you're wishing to yourself, you're thinking to yourself, well, hell, I guess I have to work for another 10 years. That's not exactly what I'm talking about. Pick it. Spend some time with yourself. Turn that noise off. And just think about what can I do to improve some aspect of my life? Not because the world says to, because it, because you value it within yourself. And the next step, build a story around it. You got to have a, you got to be excited about it or you're not going to do it. You got to be excited about waking up every morning, you brush your teeth and you see that, have a great relationship written across the mirror. And you're like, yep, I own that. I can't wait until she can't get enough of me. Tell I'm Prince Charming that, that I would show up home from work and she's all excited to see me talking about how much fun we're going to have because we're going to go fishing as soon as I can get my clothes changed and we can get the kids loaded in the, in the truck and hook up the boat and we're gone, right? Something you can get excited about. You got to build a story around it that makes where you want to be more significant, more powerful, more energizing than where you are right now. And the way you do that is you keep that conversation cooking. You keep thinking about it. You keep going to the bathroom and looking at that mirror and reminding yourself, you know what, I bet if I do the dishes, she's going to love me even more. I bet if I, I bet if I get the vacuum cleaner out, she's over there looking at the, looking at the phone, doing what she's doing. I just start vacuuming. She's going to freak out. She's like, what's she doing? What's he doing? I wonder if he has a girlfriend. doesn't matter what it is. If you want to have a great relationship, you got to take action that makes it better. And in order for you to take that action, you have to have a dream. You have to have an image in your head that inspires you to the point you just can't help yourself. It's like, damn, I can't wait. She's not going to know what hit her. I'm going to be her Prince Charming to the 10th power. And of course, the action side of that is the third thing. It's it's looking at the mirror and saying, hey, you know what? I'm going to have a great relationship. That's the thought. That's the goal. And then you got this story cooking in your head about how great it's going to be when you never fight with her again. And, and, and she never fights with you because every time you turn around, she's doing something sweet for you. You get home from work and there's, there's flowers and a cold beer on the table there. Love you, right? 
That's the action part of that. You can only spend so much time dreaming about an amazing dream before you just, you can't help yourself. You'll do anything to get there, even if it's the wrong thing, which is still a hundred times better than doing nothing. The good news, this is your opportunity to stop hiding behind what you don't know. I'm, I'm happy. I'm, th- I'm good enough. I'm happy. This is fine. Pretending that you wouldn't love to do more, to experience more, to have more, but unwilling to admit one simple truth. You don't know how. I got all these ideas, all these suggestions, and I'll continue to show up here because it works for me. It works for me. Sitting here and doing this, having this conversation with me and with you inspires me. It, it, it sets my day. It says, you know what, and guess what's after this? Because it really does work. When you create a great image for your life, that's where dreams come from. Big dreams, small dreams. That's how you take that from a, an idea to a dream to a reality. You got to have a reason to get up and move. Come up with a great idea. Come up with a great plan Create a great image in your mind about where you are and where you're going to be, and you'll figure it out. Even if you don't know how, you will figure it out. I promise I'm living proof. Sandy and I are living proof that when you set your mind to it and you decide we can do better, that is in fact what happens. I realize I keep saying it, but it's true. I really appreciate you showing up every day. I really appreciate the support I'm getting with this. Do me a favor. I really need your help. If you like what I'm doing, don't forget to share it. Don't forget to like it. Tell your friends about it. The goal I have is the, the goal I have is I don't want to have to be dead before I become famous. Okay, that's the reality of it. So until next time, don't forget to launch every action, every choice, every conversation from a platform of kindness. It will make your life better, and more than that, it'll make the world better. Until next time, my name is Chris Haquez, and this is Your Best Life Defined.